The App Guide podcast is brought to you by Gummy Cube. Get feedback on every aspect of your iOS and Android app. Split test icons, screenshots, and more, and you can do this for pre-launch or live apps. So to learn more about Gummy Cube's focus group service, go to gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummy Cube for sponsoring this episode. Apptentive. Apptentive are really good at improving your app store ratings. They used StockTwits to improve their rating from 1.5 stars to 4 stars. So to get your free mobile app consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And thanks very much to Apptentive for supporting the show. Newmob, N-E-U-M-O-B. Newmob makes sure your apps have faster load times and better performance. Newmob helps app developers keep their existing users and drive maximum revenues anywhere in the world. Go to newmob.com, that's N-E-U-M-O-B.com. B7Dev, that's B7Dev.com. App design and development, they make your app idea become a reality. The founder, called Haim, is a very good friend of mine, so make sure that you mention my name when you reach out to them. Thanks very much to B7Dev. Hi, I'm Martin Bryant, editor-at-large at The Next Web, and I'm listening to The App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now... Paul, the app guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. This is the show where we get founders and CEOs and uh, anyone who can inspire us to uh, do the uh, things in our own businesses and our own uh, app journeys. So today uh, I've got a CEO and co-founder. It's uh, the co-founder CEO of Tresit Group. Uh, We're going to learn about his journey. His name is Cole Smith. Cole, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Great. Thanks, Paul. I'm glad to be here today. I'm glad you could come on as well. Firstly, can you tell us about the, the company you've set up, the, the founding of Tresic Group? What, what is it you do? All right. So Tresic Group, we are uh, focused on safety and security, primary for, primarily for schools. And we've developed an application that allows teachers and first responders to connect during emergencies and communicate and manage emergencies in those schools. Now, I think I've had an insight into uh, what you do already because we were introduced by John Liversay and he was explaining that it, it's helping out this kind of situation with security in schools. What, what inspired you to do this? Oh, that's, that's a great question, Paul. Um, my background is military and law enforcement. So I've spent many years in you know, protecting and keeping people safe. And uh, a few years ago, I was in Saudi Arabia as a federal agent for the U.S. government, and I was responding to an incident at the international school. They had just had a terrorist threat there, and the teachers looked at me and saying, what can we do? And, and they seemed helpless, and and at that moment, I thought, you know, if I can make them feel safe and more comfortable in teaching our children, I thought, you know, this is what I wanted to do, and that kind of kicked off some ideas and, and began our journey and, and led to Tresset Group. I love this. I'm actually reminded of a wonderful conversation I had a few episodes ago with the founder of Ride Scout. He was also in the military. And we often find that coming out of the military, you have some great ideas. And this clearly is one of them. So upon leaving and starting, I mean, how did you, you obviously had the idea, how did you kickstart this to become more than just an idea? 
Right. Ideas are always great. It's the execution piece that is the real, the real challenge. And, uh, and to be honest, if I did it again, I don't know if I'd do it again. It was an incredible, <laughs> incredible roller coaster and journey. But, you know, it did start with the idea and, and, and I had to bring in the right people and start having the right conversations and say, okay, what will it take to make this happen? And, and as soon as I learned that getting the right team together that had the right skill sets, and it, it began to come together. And, you know, little by little, we learn and, and really spending a lot of time with the people that would be using it to make sure we were doing it right. And, um, and you know, definitely took longer than we expected. But, um, yeah, just getting the right people together and, and having slow, uh, simple milestones and simple goals that we kept achieving and kept moving forward and looking at progression and not perfection was a big one as well. This is full of golden nuggets for us, Cole, because there's many people now listening to you who are on the start of their own journey. So the reason we get on founders, CEOs like yourself is is to learn from you. And you said there are ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. I I wondered if the first big challenge is the the funding of um, the idea and and, uh, actually getting the product or app built. Did you end up doing that out of your own pocket or did you manage to get some funding to get that right team together? Right. So initially we did that out of our own pocket and then we, you know, bootstrapped it. And, 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 you know, I basically devoted my life savings, my retirement, you know, everything I had to, to make this happen, which was, uh, uh, you know, more risk than, than I anticipated. But at the same time, it, it made a dream become reality. And then that led to, as you mentioned earlier on, John Livesey and Judy Robinette connecting with them and working through that next round of raising capital to continue our dream on and, and to make it continue to happen. And, and having that strategic piece was essential to continue to you know, move forward with the team and, and the, the things we needed to do. So, so just to remind the listeners, uh, John, uh, he is a former episode, and I do know John quite well. So if anyone's listening to this and, and wants to go through what you've gone through, they, they should connect with me and I can make a personal introduction to John on their behalf. And he helps founders uh, really pitch their idea and, and get warm leads into investors. So I'd love to know how he worked with you and, and the story that actually you ended up cultivating to, to make it appealing from um, the investor side. So, so t- tell us the, the story that he, he worked with you on. Yeah. And then, you know, Paul, this is a, this is a huge piece. When, before I came to John, we were, uh, we had bootstrapped our company. We were looking kind of what's that next step? How do we bring capital in? I don't know any investors and, and really didn't know the direction to go. And, and I was connected to John and John Livesey and Judy Robinette. And they started a program called Crack the Funding Code. And basically, they took me as a new entrepreneur and CEO that didn't even know what a pitch deck was. We we put our pitch deck together. They helped me get my business in a healthy situation and began introducing me to investors. And within a few months, I had sat down with a handful of investors, pitched to some angel groups and, and had a, a one offer from an angel group and going through due diligence with another and, and this was reality now. I had investors that wanted to invest in my business so I, continue, I could continue to move forward. And, you know, it, it was, you know, a, a still a roller coaster. I still had to work hard and put the effort in, but they gave me the tools to make it happen. 
that is wonderful. And I can imagine the, the story that they worked on, because I know that they're very good at storytelling. Absolutely. Your story is very, very compelling. The fact you've come out of the military, you can see this huge need to give security to parents, teachers, you know, especially in all the situations that we read about and hear and see on the news in America. Mm-hmm. And that you're actually doing something about it. What was the reaction like from investors then when you started telling your story? Yeah. And, you know, Paul, I can't emphasize enough the the ability to tell stories. You know, my, my personality and my background is a very dry, right to the point and let's move on. And so that was a, a, a little bit of a transition for me. But when I learned how to really tell my story and what we were doing, it, it caught the emotions. It, it pulled on the heartstrings of investors. And they felt like, oh yeah, I have kids in this in these schools, and and they could put themselves in that situation and really feel like, yes, I'm not only going to get a great return on my investment, but also I'm doing something incredible that's helping people. And and when you tell that story, it's like they're sitting in that seat in that teacher's office, and they feel it, and and they want to be a part of it. It's great advice for anyone who's perhaps in the same situation as you or you were when you were starting out. So I'd love to, I mean, the, the, the mission that you're on, the purpose, it seems so noble. And I, I wondered uh, how you balance the purpose of your mission with the, the fact that you do need to make money for these investors and monetize. H- how do you walk that tightrope of, you know, the ethical thing you're doing versus actually trying to make money? Yeah, and, you know, that's a great question, Paul. And that's something that, you know, from my background and where I've come from, you know, in my mind, it's like, let's just give this to the schools, you know, let's give it for free. And, you know, we're doing a great thing. But at the same time, because we've created something that has a lot of value and worthwhile, I feel like, okay, you know, there, there is a great purpose here, there is value to it. And, and then when we monetize it, and they're putting money into what we're doing, now they're more motivated to make it happen in their schools. And they're more motivated to move forward with it. With investors, it's definitely finding the right person. You know, a lot of them will see it. And we've had a few offers where they're like, hey, we just want to make money. We don't care about the emotional side of it. And and I kind of steer away from those because I really want someone that can see that vision as I do. We know we're going to make money, but getting the right people on board to move this forward is is really that key step in it. And then I feel good about what I'm doing and, and we can move forward. So another big challenge we have, Cole, which you could help the listeners out with, is that finding the right developers and designers, it's always challenging, you know, whether you're a startup founder wanting to get this app built, if you don't have the skills, or whether you are a developer yourself and trying to get them onto the right projects. You mentioned about the right people. Have you got any tips for us on how you found those right people and you got them attracted to your mission? Yeah. And that, you know, when we first started out, we, you know, we started our prototype and we had someone help us with that, but we knew we needed uh, someone that had more skills and, and, and more ability to do what we're doing. But at the same time, we are strapped for cash and capital. And, and so that was very tricky. And I spent a good few months, you know, looking at options overseas on the East Coast and the West Coast. And, and you're trying to find not only someone that could do what we're doing, but at the same time, we need someone that was flexible and adaptable to do that. And, and I, I was connected eventually through a good friend of mine to another friend that I knew from high school 
He's the president of a company called Lightning Kite out of northern Utah. And we sat down, and, and he's a lo- it's here locally where I live, and it, it was kind of like everything finally found into place. And, and, and taking a few extra months to really find that person, you know, they've helped us through our MVP uh, to our, you know, our product launch. And, you know, it was worth taking a few extra months than kind of jumping on, hey, let's just, let's just move forward and, and use someone overseas because it's cheaper or, or, you know, and that's, that's made all the difference is just being patient and finding that, that team, especially being able to have a, a face-to-face relationship. Yeah. I know that I, I have also, I guess, been approached by companies that are offering the developers and designers and, and getting, you know, when you're actually looking for a developer, how do you know whether a developer is good or bad, given that your background is not in programming or coding or, mm-hmm. or developing yourself? How, how do you work out these are good people? Yeah, and that, you know, and for me, and, and because of my background, I was a slightly limited on, okay, how do I know that this will move forward? And, and the first thing I, you know, after having the conversation and knowing, hey, this is a good person, I would like to work with them. You know, I just, I went through and said, okay, what were the past projects? Are there anything similar to what I'm doing? And really dug in deep as far as what have they done? Were they successful? And getting those testimonials as much as possible. And then, um, and then setting milestones with them and saying, okay, this is what I need. And then following up every week or every other week, however often we need to make sure it is what you're saying you need and, and they're executing accordingly. And if not, then you either need to change or find someone else. And so we did learn as we went, which was nice. But at the same time, I could confidently say, yes, this is the direction I need to go or no, it's not. And if, and if they can change, great. If not, we needed to look elsewhere. So, so we had that accountability in place. So let me thank who I think is the planet's best app store optimization company, and that is GummyCube. Now, GummyCube are a San Francisco-based company, but they can deal with you wherever you are. They are an app store optimization technology company. Now, they leverage big data from the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, and they use this to feed their algorithms, which helps you to be more effective with search on the App Store. Now, one of the biggest discoveries they've made over the last few years is that web search and mobile search are completely different. So they collect big data. It's called DataCube. And this is from the app stores, not the web search. Uh, So this means that you can be much, much more effective with optimizing your apps uh, for the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So I highly recommend going and checking them out. It's www.gummycube.com, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And just thank you, GummyCube, for being such a great supporter of this show. This episode is brought to you by Apptentive. Apptentive have a great intelligent ratings prompt. So what does that mean? It means that you can drive five-star reviews, which obviously then means your app is going to climb the charts. Uh, so what you can do is you can prompt the user, ask the question, hey, do you like the app? Yes or no? It's pretty obvious that if they hit yes, you want to take them to the review page so they can leave a really cool review. If they hit no, you do not want to take them to the review page. You want to take them to the inbuilt messaging center where you can actually communicate with them two-way and find out why they don't like the app. So keep those criticisms off of the review page and help your app climb the charts by only driving five-star reviews 
to the review page. Uh, go and check them out. It's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. They will give you a free consultation. And thank you so much to Apptentive for supporting this show. So there's two more things, Cole, we have to do before we say goodbye. The first one is you mentioned product launch. The product launch is one of the hardest things I think that the app entrepreneurs listening to this show find because there's millions of apps in the app stores. And I wondered if you had anything you've learned from your launch that you could help us with. And, you know, so, so how did you go through your launch? Yeah, you know, that's a, a very um, challenging process. And one thing I definitely recommend is, is when you, you're developing an app, it is very easy to say, oh, this is the best thing we need to do. This will work. Everyone will love it. What you really need to do is go and sit in that seat of that person that's going to use it and say, okay, will they use this? And, and let them get hands on it and listen to those people. And even if it's not what you want it to be, it's what they want it to be. And if you do that, then when the app is ready and available, it'll be a no-brainer at that time because it was created by the users, not by, you know, your IT developers. I mean, there's all you can do whatever you want with technology nowadays, but it has to be through the eyes of the customer. And, and when you can really capture that, that was the, the biggest pivotal point for us where we could just confidently move forward and knew it was going to be used. That is great advice, I have to say. And and so I'm guessing you had a lot of user feedback and you must be getting some publicity. What I'm learning from you is it's such a unique proposition and also it's a very high profile subject that I'm guessing that you've seen a lot of interest from the press and journalists and others because of the uniqueness of what you're doing. Is that right? Yeah, we're getting some really good press and really good feedback. and. And, and it is talked about a lot and it's on everyone's mind. You know, our unique approach is not only solving this emergency management, but doing it in a very simple way. And, and that's, you know, come from letting the customers get their hands on and saying, hey, this is what we want. And, and we did that for about a, a year and a half, almost two years of just customer feedback, research and development to really make sure we got it right. So did you end up employing a PR agency or have you done all that work in-house? We've done most of it in-house. We are working with a company called Publicize.co, who are who uh, is a great option for entrepreneurs, a very uh, cost-effective, and, and it's a way to get your name out there as well. And so that's you know we're just beginning to start to use that. Great. Okay, Cole. The final thing then is a lot of people do listen to this and wonder whether life as a an app founder is a good life. And given that you have experienced life in the military versus life as an entrepreneur, which one would you recommend to anyone who's perhaps listening to this, who's about to leave university and thinking about what they're going to do with their life? Well, that, you know, do you want the truth or not there, Paul? <laughs> yeah, we love the truth. Yeah. This is, we, we're basically, this is a genuine podcast. People <laughs> listen to this for, for advice and and we want to know, you know, has it been worth it? You know, it's been ups and downs. Tell us. Tell us yeah. So, you know, a couple of things here, Paul, and I'll keep it, you know, kind of short, but is, is I think there's extreme value in going and getting real world experience. And especially when we developed an app in the security industry, 
is when I go and talk to people, I have credibility. I can speak confidently because I've been there and I've done that. With that said, there's nothing greater than just jumping in full speed and doing something you love and, and, and you're passionate about, but you also have the skill set to do. You know, I could have stayed in my, my government job and moved around the world and, and been completely satisfied with the retirement but I've, I would have never experienced the personal growth that I've experienced as an entrepreneur and, and learned those things, and it's priceless. Absolutely. Of course. And I, I mean, you were, I guess, uh, in Saudi under the federal part of it, which uh, I guess, what, is that the FBI? So it, it's, uh, or you're probably not allowed to say. No, no, it's similar to the FBI. It's a federal agent under the, it's the organization is called Diplomatic Security Service under the Department of State. So we're the law enforcement arm overseas for the U.S. government. Great. Such a fascinating discussion. So thanks very much for coming on. So the show notes for everyone listening, if you happen to be driving, or please keep your hands on the, the steering wheel and uh, go whenever you can to the appguy.co. Search out Cole Smith and he is episode 451. And I'll put links to his company, his app, and how to contact Cole. But in the meantime, Cole, how best can people reach out to you and the Tresic Group? What's the best way of getting in touch? Yeah, so uh, our website is tresicgroup.com, T-R-E-S-I-T-G-R-O-U-P.com, or email us at info at tresicgroup.com. Great. Cole, what an inspiration to hear you talk. Thanks so much for coming on this show and uh, sharing your wisdom with us. And we wish you all the best in this very noble cause. Yeah, thank you very much, Paul. It's been a pleasure, and I've really enjoyed it. Remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show. Also remember, this episode has been brought to you by Apptentive. They are sponsoring this show. Go and show them some love. Go and check out apptentive.com forward slash appguy. It's a unique page set up for us and they get to try to help you with a free mobile app consultation. It will enable you to do effective two-way communication with your users of your app. So go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. Apptentive.com forward slash app guy. Thank you so much to Apptentive for supporting the show.